What's shaking you two nice? Welcome to Lords of Lombok presents the cover price comic book shakers of the week for January 25th, 2024. As as we get uh, started here, let us uh, play some music while you guys are congregating. Any requests or uh, or a dealer's choice? Dealer's choice, man. Dealer's choice, right? I mean, it's Freestyle Friday. I got to do yeah. freestyle, right? I mean, think something good, though. Something I haven't heard before, preferably. Damn. You know I, what? Pick something obscure. Yeah. One yeah. that we're absolutely sure to get a copyright strike on. Yeah. Uh, okay. We'll do yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, do that. I'm a boss. Apparatus is here. When I rock a rhyme, often eyes are dropping a tear. It's so beautiful, it's America's landscapes. When this man makes lyrics like the syrups that you pour upon your pancakes. My mandate is to grip minds like a handshake. Spit Orlando Lakes and go skinny dip with the fan base. Over any damn breakbeat, I hastily make pastries tastier than anything that Wolfgang makes. So take notes out of suckers, I make coats. Lump of some like Bubba Gump fishing on lake boats. 
I take jokes and turn the comedy into drama. I'm bagging on your mama. I'm Jeffrey Dahmer behind you. I'm a rhyme writer. Lock, stock, smoking the ganja. Rebuttals, befuddle, leaving a puddle of saliva, sillies. You couldn't handle Randall when I throw my grammar at you. It hit your head and you would think I threw a hammer at you. I point the camera at you like Herb Ritz. Develop it, then use the pictures to pick up bird shits. Your nervous is the impervious wordsmiths hanging out in Rafa's new crib. Come with the verses. That was yeah. fantastic, Tivo. Perfect was, pick. Yeah, I've heard that, that one, good. right? No, I, I don't know if I've heard that. No, scratch bastard, man. Uh, no, welcome I... to the Shaker Show. Uh, Laura, say what's good to people. Hi, guys. Welcome in. I'm really excited to be here because I've missed the last few Thursdays, and the Shaker Show is always fun. So yeah, I'm excited yeah, to be here with JB and Tifo. Definitely, definitely. JB, mm-hmm. say what's good to folks. What's good, everybody? How you doing? You know, I'm going to take over the show here just for a minute. I want to talk about a project I'm working on that I need help with. I need the fans of the Lords of the Longbox channel to reach out to me on Instagram. I am putting together a bingo card, and I need a few more categories. Let me give you an example, and you know... You know you're going to recognize some of these. A couple of the examples on our current bingo card are TiVo references a documentary. You know what happens there. You're going to have to take a shot. Uh, If, you know, bingo ling fucker is invoked. And if you know what that means, that should be a shot. Um, Laura is probably going to own one of the good girl books that we're showing during the course of the show. And that is a definite spot on the bingo card. Um, And this one is definitely on the card. When Marty mispronounces homage. <laughs> so if you've got a <laughs> few more suggestions for the uh, Lords of the Long Box bingo card, please reach out to me at Discovery Bay Comics on Instagram and uh, we can get this thing put together. Uh, you says you? The tea leaves is on there. Did you discuss uh, the watched is on there? Watch? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There was a new one that I dropped on Tuesday. Random oh. things that Tebow thinks about. That's a good one. <laughs> Random things that TiVo thinks about. If so I'm putting knows, together the bingo card, folks, but I need your help. Please reach out to me on Instagram and give me some suggestions or give us some suggestions on social media and tag hashtag L-O-T-L-B and we'll incorporate them. Mm-hmm. In and if anybody okay. knows anybody who can actually make physical bingo cards, hit us up, man. Because then Peach Pomoco. That's a good one. I had that oh, on the list. I had that on the list. in the show to say that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. All right. Irregardless is another one. Um, um, okay. Let's get, let's get things started. This show is brought to our friends over at coverprice.com for your price guys, customers, and trends. The top time we do every Tuesday and this here comic book shakers that we do every Thursday at 6 p.m. Pacific. So uh, make sure you check us out. Re- the rebound crew is the rebind crew is tight, yo. Uh, this show is sponsored by our good friends at Bird City Comics. Discount code of LOTLB. They got 15% off anything Bird City Comics store. And uh, that we leave a segue to Miss Laura. What is dropping? Oh, okay. So here we go. Moon Man number two. If you guys aren't familiar with this title, it is the Kid Cuddy debut comic. And we have the OBJ Catch homage by Ivan Tao launching tomorrow. That looks dope. I actually didn't even know who the OBJ. Hold on. It's Odell. Right, Odell. Yeah, something. Odell Beckham Jr. Thing. Yeah, he did. I'm the, still he, bad. He's famous for doing like the one-handed uh, catch. Right, that's what this is. And like I, when Anthony was telling me about this, I'm like, dude, I need to watch more football because I had no clue what he was talking about. Yeah. 
All right, this show is, once again, this is the Cover Price Shakers of the Week. Uh, this list comes from our friends over at Cover Price, where we're focusing on new sales, uh, new high sales, or most interesting sales found on their exclusive sh Shakers list. This is changes several times every day, so make sure you check it out to review some of the hottest trending books on the market after we go over this finely curated list of top 10, 10 books in alphabetical order. We'll see what's shaking today, and uh, you know what? You're not going to have an O for this week. That's for sure. But let's kick things off. What do we got first? All right. To start the list, shaker, the first shaker of the night, Captain America number 241, the direct edition from 1980. Classic Frank Miller covers often carry a premium. This book is a great example. Not only that, but we're seeing two completely different titans of the industry face off within. This book marks the first battle between the Punisher and Captain America, two opposites. They represent two different ideologies errors of war, histories, and even military branches. It's a neat book, and it comes with a greater focus as of late, thanks to the bombardment of news regarding the Punisher and his return for Daredevil Born Again. Usually, that's when fans take another look at it for their collections and decide what needs adding. One fan bit the bullet, dropping $975 for a CGC 9.8 copy, one of 113 on the census. While it's not the all-time high for this book, which topped out at $1,010 back in 2023, it's nearly there. That points to consistency, which is often difficult to achieve for books that don't have a flashy first appearance or cover. Raw copies of this book see less consistency, often yo-yoing within the market, with near-mint copies seeing prices as high as $170, while others have sold from $40 more recently. It's worth the price for some fans to see these two characters duke it out. It's a true what-if tale that happened outside the typical format. Interesting. Captain yeah. America 241, the direct edition, January 1980, uh, near mint raw dog, sold for $170. Hey, hey TiVo, do you know what the direct edition's distribution was in 1980? Because I know it direct I'm glad edition you started asked. in 1979. <laughs> Direct market was only probably 20 or 15 percent of the market. Right. 1979 is the first year of the direct edition at only six percent. And then obviously it shoots up to 20 in 1982. But we're talking 1980. This is a that's the side to be on. And then for newsstands, what are you thinking? You want to be in anything 1995 or older. I mean, that's why I mean, flip the script, newsstand versions in 2000 and, you know, 12, 13 and ah, 14. 2012. Those are ghosts. Yeah, Get out of here. Where, I'm talking 1995, 2000. Barnes and Nobles. I mean, shit, where do you even find those at? I actually right. didn't even know this. I kind of came in during the newsstand, like you wanted the newsstand, you wanted the newsstand. So I didn't realize that the direct editions can actually outweigh the other ones because of the time frames. It's interesting. Well, I mean, sometimes the um, newsstand people say are, you know, because they were on spinner racks and people would mishandle them and everything. So there's a lot yeah. of, you know, people either way. All right. What do we have next? All right. Next up, we've got Dark Wing Duck. Issue number one, the James Silvani second print, originally published in 2010 from Boom Studios. Once considered the stepchildren of comic book collecting, people are starting to hone in on the rarity of second printings. It's also a huge draw when the second printing has a different cover. This second print of Darkwing Duck looks similar to the San Diego Comic-Con variant, but with Darkwing in a slightly different pose. 
the San Diego Comic-Con variant has always been the most valuable book in the series with a high of $750 for a graded 9.8. But sales have been scarce as we haven't recorded a raw or graded sale since 2022. Now, the second printing is also fairly scarce as we only recorded four sales in all of 2023, a monster sale of $330 for a graded 9.8 came on January 18th, has propelled this book into the spotlight as one to watch in this series as Darkwing Duck brings his new superhero team to the forefront in Justice Ducks, issue number one from Dynamite. Look for even more movement from the original series. Yeah, Darkwing Duck number one, the James Savani second print from 2010, 339.8. I love how it's a it's an homage to the Dark Knight Returns, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and it's Darkwing Duck. It's kind of like just kind of silly, but you know, uh, I'm down for silly. Well, that's uh, how you can kind of tell the two covers apart too. The San Diego Comic Con version, like, is more in line with the actual homage to so like his his hands pushing down, and the other one's kind of up behind his head. This is a funny you mentioned that that book that it is homaging. The book that it's homaging, we only see the shadow of Batman. And I know there's a question: Is he facing forward or backwards? Good question. By the way, hey Chad, give us your answer below. If you're watching the rewind, is he facing forward or backwards? In Batman. the live chat, uh, in the... Uh, JB, there's a lot of great suggestions for the the bingo card. So, uh, you know, oh, I'm them writing out. them down. I'm writing Uh-oh. them down. TiVo, your mu- mic is muted. Is on the is on the list. That's a good one. We how many times have we said that, JB? <laughs> how many times? That's a good one. A few, a few. And he's clearly looking down. I don't see how this is even a debate. He's looking down. <laughs> right. Well, this one, yeah, but I'm talking about in the original. I'm talking no, about I'm the, original, the original. I have it pulled up on my screen right now. He's looking down. Okay, but looking down. From the front or from the back? He's looking forward. His eyes are in line with what he's pointing at. You sure? Positive. Okay. All right. On that note, what? Uh, <laughs> here's a chance to get on the board again. Okay. Next up, we got Excalibur number 18, the Dodderman 1 in 25 variant that came out in 2021. Russell Dodderman's costume variants have been a definite hit for Marvel as they have resonated with some collectors. Dodderman has completely completed nearly a dozen of these variants so far, with some being a standard B cover, some a 1 in 25, and a few that are 1 in 50s. While the books featuring characters of Jean Grey, Wolverine, and Emma Frost have done okay on the aftermarket, the standout of the set thus far would easily be the Rogue cover for Excalibur number 18. When you combine the fact that this was a 1 in 50 ratio variant for an already very low-ordered Excalibur series, with it being for an issue late in the run, number 18, it's no wonder this variant was the hot book of the week released and has only seen sales climb over time. These are a few of the checked boxes in the recipe for how to make a hot book. While this has been a $150 plus raw book for over a year, this past week had an astounding raw sale of $662 for a near mint minus copy. This sale is exciting, but also somewhat curious, considering the book's condition and final price. But the sale is confirmed. For reference, there is a graded 9.8 available for 825 shipped. And the last copy listed or sold was in October of 2023, where a CGC 9.8 copy sold for $450. This is certainly a book to keep an eye out for, and the lack of available copies should keep prices fairly high. 
Yeah. For a raw dog? Get the hell yeah. out of here. Come on. Six, for a near mint minus two, six sixty two. So like what would that be? Like a nine point four? Nine point eight slab for four fifty. What are you doing? Man, that's a lot of rogues on that cover. It's beautiful though. I actually really like this. Let me see. What's my favorite version of Rogue? Um I like the classic green one, uh, kind of upper left there with the short upper hair. Upper left with the short hair. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I would never have guessed Tivo would have gone for the short haired version. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I, 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 I used to have this thing for chicks with short hair, man. Really? Okay. Yeah. Surprising. Learn yeah. something every day. Something about the neckline. You know what I'm saying? All right. It's caliber <laughs> number 18. Man, Add that to your bingo course. card. Russell Dodderman, <laughs> one in 25 for $662 in a raw near mint. Jeez. All right. Now we get into some weird shit. (laughs) All right. This is some weird shit. What is this? Gen 13 bootleg issue number 18. The Bruce Tim cover originally published in 1998. Now Wildstorm, an imprint of DC Comics, published Gen 13. The series is a spinoff of the original Gen 13 comic and features characters from the Gen 13 universe. Bootleg specifically refers to the series featuring alternative, unconventional storytelling and artistic styles. The Gen 13 bootleg series was known for experimenting with different formats and storytelling approaches. It was created by writers and artists such as Adam Warren, Rick Mays, and others, and ran for 20 issues from 1996 to 1998. The stories in the bootleg series often took a humorous and satirical approach, exploring different genres and styles within the superhero comic book format. This particular cover features the legendary Bruce Tim of Batman the Animated Series fame. While released in the 90s, the comics B cover has done very well on the aftermarket as collectors scoop up more of Tim's art. Collectors seeking his published work may or may not know that Tim has done extensive good girl pinup works. Thank you. The variant, this variant is an early example of that. Recently, a CGC 9.8 sold for 400 bucks. Wow. 13 bootleg number 18, the Bruce Tim uh, uh, cover, uh, $400 and 9.8. You know, we've had Bruce Tim's sexy covers on here a a couple of times, right? You don't normally associate Bruce Tim with like sexy covers and everything, but this is right up there. I mean, the entire whole Gen 13 is pretty much, I mean, you know, like uh, what J. Scott Campbell was drawing it, you know. and you know, David did Gen 13 swimsuit issues back in the 90s. It was it was it was a whole thing. It was pretty hot. Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing a Gen 13 uh, live adaptation. That would be pretty cool, man. Ooh, All I right. agree. That would be neat. Yeah, but who are you gonna get to play? What's her name? Is it Caitlin or the the big chick? What's her name? Uh, I haven't. I actually had a list. Well, I didn't have a list. The girls and I were talking about who we would cast for who. So okay. Florence Pugh was one of them, but I feel like she's kind of getting overused lately. Mm. You can't overuse Florence Pugh, man. No, she's butt ass naked and she's butt ass naked and old Oppenheimer too. So uh, there's that. All right, yeah. uh, okay. Let's go for another offer, shall we? All right. Next up, we have Green Lantern number one. Fair this child. is from, that's the one. Yeah, Fairchild. Yeah. Fairchild. Uh, from 1941. So this is kind of cool. We're going back a little bit. Green Lantern number one from 1941 is the ground zero Green Lantern origin story. 
In it, our soon-to-be first Green Lantern hero, Alan Scott, is the lone survivor of a train crash. He was, in fact, the young engineer. Still holding the train's Green Lantern, it begins to speak to him, telling him he started as a flame inside a meteor that crashed in China. A burning metallic green flame emerged with a message. Three times shall I flame green. First to bring death. Second to bring life. And third to bring power. Well, done. A green lantern, thank you, was fashioned from the burning metal, first bringing death to those who killed the lantern maker, then life to a man who fashioned a train lantern out of it many years later. By the time the lantern speaks to Scott, it is time for the lantern to bring power. I don't know why I keep saying power that way. It feels right. The lantern tells Scott to make a ring out of part of the lantern, a ring containing its flame. Thus, the Green Lantern hero is born. The splash page reads, streaking through the air, walking through walls, immune to all bullets, the Green Lantern is a formidable foe of any man who is foolish enough to incur his wrath. The Green Lantern is one of our longest standing and popular superheroes. Issues from the initial 1940s run demand a premium when they come up for sale. In this past week, we saw a really nice issue number one. It was a CGC 4.0 sell for $10,000. It's tough to find in any grade. Expect to pay serious money if you do come across one. I dig that was a fantastic read. Well done. Yeah. Yeah, Storytelling story with Laura, says Victor <laughs> Cervantes. Yeah, um, I, I dig this. One of my favorite lanterns is it was Alan Scott, right? Um, yeah, this is a really cool origin. It's neat. I mean, does it seem to me like a dude with a sword is no match for a Green Lantern? I mean, you know what I'm saying? Is this kind of like, uh, okay, yeah, he would just kind of make a, I don't know. Something silly like a giant boxing glove to knock him the fuck out. But anyway, Green Lantern yeah. number one from 1941. 10 G's for a 4.0. That's crazy. Uh, it's so cool. JLS Comics said he bid 9,500. Do snooze, you lose, Jesse. Right. Yes, Here's a weird one. This fucking thing is weird. <laughs> what? Look at this crazy. By the way, everybody, if you're watching on the rewind, make sure to comment your favorite cover that you see on the show. We've got 10 in the list, and then we're going to peruse the live shakers afterwards. So stick around. At number six on the list, we've got Night Cry, issue number one, originally published in 1994 from CFD Productions. I have never heard of that. Now, this week's shakers list features a lesser-known horror anthology named Night Cry. Issue number one by CFD Productions, which may be unfamiliar to many readers. Well, there you go. See, it's right there. Now, the book comprises a collection of spine-chilling tales penned by some of the most renowned authors in the genre, including Brian Polito, the mastermind behind the creation of Lady Death and Evil Ernie, and Joseph Monks, famously known for Cry for Dawn. However, what many may have overlooked is that this underrated hidden key also happens to be one of the earliest published works of the acclaimed artist, wait for it, wait for it, Ed McGinnis, who is credited for pencils. Hmm. Currently, only eight slabs of Night Cry number one are available on the CGC website, and this is the only 9.8 recorded for an all-time high of $299. $299. You got $254 up there. I wonder which one it really is. So if you're a horror 
enthusiast or a collector of historical nostalgia, Nightcry issue number one is a superb pickup. I wow. wonder who did the cover. Was it? It wasn't Ed McGinnis. It doesn't look like Ed McGinnis style. Uh, it all, almost looks photorealistic, to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, he's credited is, with pencils. Yeah, that is a really disturbing cover, uh, from the apron to the funky mask. Um, but yeah, definitely adults only. Um, yeah. Speaking of weird shit that TiVo watched, that you should definitely watch. That's a shot. <laughs> Bingo. Uh, I watched Mad Max Fury Road again, and that movie is absolutely bonkers, man. If you've never seen Mad Max <laughs> Fury Road, does this because George Furiosa? Yeah, no, no, the, the Mad Max Fury Road, the first one, Furiosa is the gonna be the the one, that's but she's the main next. character in that, right? Yeah, 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 uh, and so is his name, and so is what's his name? Uh, his name is Max. At they tell him at the end, but the the, the, the action scenes in that movie are just bonkers i mean it, it looks doesn't look like cgi but i'm pretty sure cgi or else people would be dying left and right and then there's that crazy dude with the guitar on top of the freaking thing oh man uh just watch it trust me man it is crazy so i'm looking forward to furiosa for the furiosa nightcry number one cfd production from 1994 9.8 uh, from 2024 if you're an ed mcginnis fan or if you just like freaky ass covers go get it <laughs> Yeah. More offers. What is this? Yeah, this is an interesting little list we have here. This is why I like the Shaker Show, though. You never know. All right, next up, we have Patient Number 9, Issue 1, from Image back in 2022. So Todd McFarlane first worked with Ozzy Osbourne way back in 1999, creating an action figure, figure of the rock god for his McFarlane toy line. He was happy to get the call to work with Ozzy again many years later as he produced artwork for Osborne's new album as well as wrote and drew the cover for a custom comic book with interiors by Jonathan Glapian. The comic book shows Ozzy being tortured in an asylum and was the prequel to the McFarlane-directed video to the title track. The comic book was offered in a package with the album and CD, and McFarlane and Osborne appeared at San Diego Comic-Con in 2023 to promote the album and sign albums, copies, and posters. Uh, one collector decided they needed a pristine copy of the comic, dropping $150 on a graded 9.8. It's great to see music crossing into comic books as these two legends work together again, and maybe for the last time. TiVo, your mic is muted. Bingo! I did it on purpose. Anyway, um, patient number nine, yeah. issue number one for 2022 for $150 and 9.8. So this isn't even the first time the Todd McFarlane uh, crossed over into the music realm. Should we do a contest and, and see what cover he did for a particular band? Okay, Todd McFarlane did a band. All right, hold on. He did, so he did the, the actual he did the action album cover, yeah. Are we dropping the starting line here? I don't have any books to give out. Laura's gonna send me more books. I, I sent yeah, four I'll send you a bench on Tuesday. Yeah, you just you just get honorable mention if you name it. Honorable. Uh, all right, here we no, here we go. Here we let me the starting just, lines. We got a starting line. Oh man, oh man. Michael Baker said kiss in the second. It's corn. Is it corn? Yep. I haven't even started. God damn you. Which album was it? Was it the one where she's they're like that hopscotching along the 
Never mind. No, it's some weird one. It's uh, Capullo and McFarland. I actually, I, I was like, I, I, I tweeted it um, at uh, Capullo and asked him, did you do the cover or did Todd do the cover? And he said, he goes, he did the cover and Todd did the, uh, he inked it. So interesting. Uh, but that yeah, is interesting. Fun fact. Yeah. So it's on an album cover. I mean, Todd McFarland is, uh, you know, always doing a lot of stuff with music and a lot of stuff with sports famously so he got sued by a hockey player <laughs> and then you know because uh, he uses likeness without uh tony twist was a guy that sued todd mcfarland because one of the characters in todd's uh spawn books was tony twist and the guy was a real a guy, person there's a guy in uh yeah google it it's a thing tony twist he must right. ruin that dude's life. <laughs> yeah. Patient number nine, issue number. Well, well, watch a documentary about the topic farthing. He talks about. Oh, wait a minute. There's one. Tebow references a documentary. Bingo. It's left and right, son. That All should right. have definitely been on the card. I'm surprised it wasn't already. That has to no, be. It was one. already on the card. I had Tebow's mic is muted and Tebow reference a documentary. Okay. Things that's that like Tebow watched were the that's first things on my three. That's my three card. right there, man. That's three bingo spots, man. Or three right. shots. This book I've been seeing on uh, my feed a lot. That's uh, me. All right, here we go. Scarlet <laughs> Witch issue number 10, originally published in 2016. Oh, how do I pronounce it? Is this Aha? Aha, David Aha. Aha. All right. See, I, Aja or I avoided the bingo. David Aha. Started his comic book career working with the Im working on the immortal Iron Fist with Matt Fraction. Several years later, he would again team up with Fraction on Hawkeye, propelling him to fame and glory, winning several Eisner Awards as penciler, inker, and cover artist. After his successful run on Hawkeye, he would draw the covers for the Scarlet Witch series. His unique style sets him apart from many of the contemporary artists in the comic book community, and this run is no exception. All of the covers were standard covers, so they were easily attainable and relatively inexpensive. The cover for issue number 10 sells for about 20 to 30 bucks raw, so it was surprising to see a graded 9.8 hit a record high of $179 on January 18th. Now, these are the types of books people should be looking for as they have a lot of potential to keep going up and have a low cost to purchase raw. Yeah, buy it for yeah. 20 bucks and slab it. Like, why would you pay $180? Right. Come on. Scarlet Witch 10 from 2016 for uh, $179. Um, I remember Aja did some great covers uh, for Hawkeye. Very kind of minimalistic. Um, also for the Iron Fist run, which I still have that entire Iron Fist run, the Immortal Iron Fist, I believe it's it was called. Um, mm. So we shall see, man. But uh, maybe this book will get more of a bump once the uh, um, what was that uh, Agatha Harkness comes out. Do you think? Do you think? Do you think? What's it called up? now? Agatha, Agatha. The of Darkness. Yeah. Here, I'm going to give you my prediction, and this is no spoiler at all, everybody. Just based on what I've seen so far in the last two years on Disney Plus Marvel content, Agatha will start strong, and Agatha will shit the bed in the finale. I'm just saying. 
I disagree. I I've seen the last two episodes. Uh, yeah, I mean, the last two episodes were a lot of action in it. The, yeah, I think I it's going to end even better than it started. All right, JB, you're on. Right. I think JB just doesn't like, uh, you know, Quicksilver was named Dick Water, whatever his name was. What did they call oh, him? Oh, man, Boner. these yeah, finales yeah. have been horrible. Come on. Well, Second Invasion sucked altogether. Loki uh, wasn't bad. Loki was great. Are you kidding me? Loki there you go. Great. Loki was great. Yeah. All right. Got you. <laughs> I mean, what are you? I mean, what are you gonna watch? CSI or Law and Order? Boom! That's another one for the Bingo Card. Wow. Yeah. All right, what do we got up next? Oh, oh, that's my favorite cover. Yeah, this is awesome. Okay, so Silver Surfer, Black Number One, the Scott Williams IG Comic Store version, limited to four hundred, back in two thousand nineteen. All right, so anyone who's been in the hobby for a while knows we're amid a variant storm. Retailer exclusives come fast and furious with key issues, new series, and sometimes for no reason. However, the best covers become scarce over time as they fall into personal collections. With a few years behind them, like this book from 2019, those sales are seeing large returns. Silver Surfer Black came out to some crazy fanfare with a ton, 28, variants produced to celebrate. One such variant was this book by Scott Williams. Limited to 400 copies and only available through the igcomicstore.com, it was an immediate hit within the community. Fans were interested in learning more about uh, Null and the symbiotes, which they got from this title. They saw That saw a massive run on nearly every cover, with this limited version selling quite well. A substantial amount was slabbed immediately, with a whopping 69 copies managing a CGC 9.8 grade on the census. One such copy recently came out of a PC and onto the aftermarket and sold for 400 bucks. That matches its previous all-time high back in 2022 and passes the most recent sale of 300 from July of last year. It's seen substantial growth for a book that's essentially a wicked cover. Raw copies have been incredibly steady compared to graded copies, usually selling for 80 to 90 dollars, but trade hands less frequently. It's an awesome variant that marks the start of this run and has one that has fared well over the years. This cover is dope by far. My favorite. Oh, yeah. Shout it. out to the homies at IG Comic Store. If you're uh, give, if you're not, give them a follow. Tell them uh, the Lord really sent cool. you. Hey, there's yeah. a question in the chat, TiVo, from Planet yeah. Arizona Comics. He wants to know, didn't Donnie Cates write this series? Oh, no. Did they invoke it? <laughs> Bingo, oh, baby! Shout out to everything Donnie Cates does for the community. We appreciate you, man. <laughs> That's another one for the bingo card. <laughs> Silver Star Black issue number one. Scott Williams, IG Comic Store, Virgin Limited to $400. $400. And this how, so how, well how I propose limited to $400 and $400 and 9.8. Yeah, there you go. Love it. All right, last one on the list, but don't go away, boys and girls. We're going to see what's shaking today. Remember, oh, everybody, shit. we are going to have a seamless transition. That is marvelous. Into our, into our uh, perusing of the live shakers. Tentacles. List. Damn. All right. Next up, we've got. Yeah, this is. Thanks. Thanks, Laura. Give me the screen. World of Wood, issue number one. <laughs> Originally you got this, published you got it. in you 1986 <sighs> from Eclipse. Now, World of Wood, issue number one, is the first issue of what ultimately became a five issue series <laughs> from Eclipse Comics. Put together in the 1970s, it featured the work of Wally Wood, American comic book artist, writer, widely considered to have been one of the best in the business. 
He contributed his artistic might to just about every major comic book publishing company at some point in his career, including, deep breath, EC Comics. Weird Science, Weird Fantasy, and Mad Magazine from 1952 to 1964. Atlas Marvel Comics, DC Comics, Warren Publications, Charlton Gold Key, Harvey, and Tower Comics. Just a few. As it states inside the front cover of Wally World issue number one, Eclipse has been involved in a program dedicated to the re- publication of work by exceptional comic artist bringing into the full color micro series format that the out of print black and white or even unpublished art many great uh art of many great talents Ooh, that was a tough one initially planned as a four issue set to honor the now deceased wood the first four issues reprinted black and white material from various warren magazines from the 1970s eerie creepy blazing combat etc that was now colored by a slew of all-star colorists the general consensus is the artwork is gorgeous with fabulous color added, but some of the wood stories can be a bit nonsensical. There were also crediting issues with the first issue. The written credits inside the first issue read Wally, a world of wood. Number two, Ugh. May 1986. All in all, it seems everyone's heart was in the right place, and this series does help speak to the incredible legacy of Wallace, Wally Wood. This past week, we saw an incredible record sale of a CGC 9.8 copy of the first issue hit $1,300. Now, raw copies of each of the five issues in the run can be found for well under 100 bucks. Note, the fifth book, was added a few years after the initial four-issue run was completed. That book reprinted public domain material from the 1950s with only minor wood material included. Uh, World of World issue number one from Eclipse, April 1st, 1986, 1300 in the 9.8. I have one Wally Wood book. It's uh, Thunder Agents number one. Um and I had gotten that because there was supposed to be a panel at San Diego Comic-Con where they're going to announce <clears throat> a Thunder Agents live action. But they never got around to it. It was on the it was on the schedule of CGC or um, uh, San Diego Comic-Con for them to announce it. And then they never did it. So, you know, go look it up. Thunder Agents. Wait, 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 wait. TiVo, fun fact about this book. If you guys want to ever want to open it up, if anybody owns it, there's a panel where this blonde hair that you guys have been talking about with her chain thong going on she's walking towards you she has the chain thong and there's like a little dagger hanging off of it because you know practical she's completely mm -hmm. naked otherwise and she's walking towards you and the bubble says come to me yeah say that again no <laughs> say, it again. say an amsr yeah, come on come <laughs> to me see it doesn't sound it doesn't come sound as good as when i say it man it didn't so, yeah uh, but yeah, you, you, got one more chance. you got one chance to say it. <laughs> Do it. You have to go on the rewind. Okay, hold on. Ready? All right, go. Come to me. I've been waiting. Oh, my God. We're yeah. clipping that. No, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> we are clipping that. No. Nope. There you go. 
right, World of World is your number one. Let's go to seamless transition to whoa, seamless. Yeah. Now that is Lords of the Long Box production quality at its finest, everybody. Uh, JB, why don't you highlight the comments as I, I peruse the shakers list? Look at here. Save no. the clip. No, uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. Yep. I know you, you guys on IG are going to do it, so just do it. <laughs> Make sure you tag us in it. Oh, look at this. Good old Space Ghost number one, man. Why this hasn't been adapted into like a more serious tone? Like, you know, obviously there was that remember Space Ghost After Night or whatever that uh, the kind of comedy uh, he was a late night uh, game show host or, or a talk show host. Space Ghost is one from Western Comics. First appearance of Space Ghost. From Gold Key, actually. Um, hey, did you meet the guy who had all the gold? Key yeah, I met the guy at World Key at Gold Key. I don't know. See, the, the thing about he said when I talked to him, he said, "Yeah, I, I bought the IP for uh, uh, Gold Key, but he doesn't have all of it." You know what I mean? Like some of the, the biggest ones in Gold Key, he doesn't have, unfortunately. So, uh, so, but there's still uh, a plethora. A character as he can choose from. Plethora. Nice. Yeah, that's right. That's the word for the day. Oh, I love this. I love this art. Wait, which one? Punisher. Oh. Yeah. As my computer is just really slow. There you go. Boom. Look at that. That is so dope. So I want to point something out to you guys. So you yeah. see how it says one in a four issue limited series, right? Yeah. Yeah. It goes on for five issues. See, one, two, three, four, does. five. Yeah. So it says one, two, three, four, four and a four issues. All of a sudden, it says five and a five issue series. So I always tripped on that when I was uh, when I was collecting the series. So there's a fun. You, you fact would think the fifth issue would now be like more valuable. They were never expected to make that, but it's probably worthless. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad mm -hmm. I sold my heir to the empire. Ooh, seven hundred dollars, nine point eight. This used to be a fifteen hundred dollar book. Um. Oh. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, my internet is what slow, but look at this. Shock suspense stories. This is surprising. It's weird that suspense stories is one word. Jolting tales of tension in, in the EC tradition. 1953. <laughs> $600 in a, a 6.5. That seems 20, reasonable. 2900 for a 9.2. This book is fit from this survives Sodi. Selection of the oh, that's a shot as Sody mentions on the bingo card. <laughs> oh, geez, we're filling up the bingo card. Uh, there's some more The Haunt of Fear, number 12. Look at that, that is gnarly. That's even more, that's one of the more tame covers of, of the uh, Haunt of Fear, to be honest with you. I am um, so glad I didn't get into collecting. I'd be broke if yeah, I were I trying to go into this. 685 for a raw dog. Ah, one of my favorites. I never got this, but hopefully they adapt this sooner than later. Battle of the Planets or uh, G-Force, wherever you want to call G -Force. it. G-Force. Yeah, I remember this cartoon when I was a kid. Uh, Battle of the Planets Gold Key, hey. once again. eight ninety eight for 9.8. This was uh, after school cartoons right there. Tiva. Supposedly it's been in development forever now, but you know we'll see if it gets, ever gets done, man. Hey, Rudy says, TiVo, you sold me that set of Punisher way back over a year ago, and they were well cared for. Hey, wow. Rudy has it. That's good then. Hey, I have this. It's still the family. Look at that. This is Comic the first ever photo cover uh, featuring Bruce Lee on it. 
Green Hornet issue number okay. one, 435 and an 8.5. 4,560 for 9.6. Green Hornet, first appearance of Green Hornet. And uh, I do believe it's the first time you ever see Cato uh, uh, photo cover of him. Uh, I don't know where he showed up afterward, but anyway. Uncle, oh, look at Blade. Look at his. I've owned that book a few times. Yeah, so this is the first Soto series featuring Blade, Blade the Vampire. I've been meaning to to watch Blade again. Um, I ran out of everything to watch. Boom! That's another thing under the bingo card. You've <laughs> watched everything. I'm I I've watched everything. Yeah, highest known value nine point eight for six seventy five. Uh, this book would definitely jump whenever they f- start. You know, there were some issues with it, and then their actor Mahershala Ali was uh, threatening to leave, and then they they got a new creative team to do it. So, uh, hopefully, we'll they'll come through uh, with something sooner than later. Oh, Timo, I have a movie for you. Watch Next Goal Wins. What? Next Goal Wins. Oh watch yeah, that. I've been wanting to watch that. Yeah, with uh, Michael Fassbender, right? Yeah, I watched it last night, and I actually looked over and I'm like, dude, I gotta get Tiva to watch this because it's it's really good. There's so many fantastic actors, and it's it's hilarious. That's what you yeah. need to watch. Next. <laughs> yeah, and like a bunch of what, Samoans that are playing uh, soccer for the first time. Yeah, and it's kind of like loosely based on a true story. Yeah, because like yeah. they they were just god awful, and they slowly get better. It's funny though. It's like the Mighty yeah. Ducks, but for Samoan soccer players. Uh, I wonder if there's a first appearance associated with this because yeah, uh, that it doesn't say it's a key. Uh, somebody in there knows 9.8 for 405 dollars. Reef has that super boy 76. Dude, 1976, there was already 221 issues of uh, a super boy. Oh, maybe it's the first time Legion superheroes appeared in the super boys. Oh, I don't know. Uh, go back one, go back one. Yeah, no, it's in the title and then in the one yeah. behind it. Hmm. Yeah, I guess so. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. Deadly Hands of Kung Fu, Bruce Lee appears on a few covers, according to Lenny. Hmm. Yeah, but that, uh, yeah, you're right. He does, they do uh, the photo. They also have Chuck Norris covers in that Deadly Hands of Kung Fu magazine. And one of uh, the most random thing ever is Roger Moore doing karate with the midget, or excuse me, whatever they're called, uh, jumping at him with a knife. Yeah, little person. Go look it up. There's a crazy ass. There's a it, it's a it's it's Roger Moore because you know James Bond, Roger Moore at the time in a karate gi being attacked by a little person <laughs> jumping through the air. And I said, you know what? I got I, I had to complete the set, so I only got it. Here we go. A little weird fantasy. Nice yeah. Slytherin Ooh. lizard made weird fantasy number fifteen. And a scantily dressed a woman. Hey, okay, Laura, how come there's always scantily dressed women in space? Okay. I was literally just going to say that. What's the deal? Like, you guys have been collecting so much longer than me, and it's always, like, it's always these chicks just, like, in very little <laughs> anything Sorry, in space. We'll, we'll hey, find some topless. Nobody's complaining, Laura. Nobody's complaining. I'm not uh, complaining either. I actually think it's really. If you really <laughs> want, I can invoke Swifties here with this. Uh... <laughs> no, we don't need No, that. no. You know, here you go. This is for you. You get the uh, Aqualad and some, tight, and some uh, short shorts. Cute. That is weird. What is happening? I'm trying to read the bubble. I can't tell. Uh, one of these aliens has encased us in an energy bubble, and the others is about to fire at our little water sprite friend, Quisp. Okay, <laughs> Naturally, Quisp. the water sprite. 
the amazing three-part novel featuring the king of the seven seas and his young ally aqualad 364 <laughs> 9.0 for all you aqualad fans i haven't seen aquaman yet i don't know if it's worth seeing yet but um i'll wait for it to come streaming you and me both i haven't seen it either yeah, like, yeah. yeah but hey it's done 400 million dollars globally well, so first, the first made movie money. did a billion no, it's still, that, still, that good? In, it in today's in today's comic book movie climate, four hundred million and in the in the black. Well, it broke huge. even. It broke even is what the thing is. I mean, it, it, it still may be able to make some money, but that's it didn't I mean, cost four hundred million to make. Man, come on, it must have. I think well, it cost two something. So yeah, it's but up, then you have to figure in mil. marketing and all the other stuff. So I mean, that's still you know not what. Yeah, but the first one did a billion dollars for God's sake. So, I mean, you know. Oh yeah, uh, JB's pretty close. So the budget was two hundred to two hundred fifteen, and they made three hundred ninety eight yeah. million. So that's yeah, they're up. So, they're so that budget. Money. Then you figure you have to factor in the uh, the actors, the uh, marketing promotion. Which they, I guess they didn't spend much on promotion anyway. So, uh, oh look at that cat suit, Miss Fury number eight, Raw Dog. $350. Highest known value, uh, $5,280. i am digging Miss Fury. I'm going to see some more covers here from Miss Fury. Kind of a kind of cat woman-ish, black cat-ish. Oh, can you go to number one? We actually did a show. I'm trying to, where we were looking at this, I was trying to remember. I, I thought this was the first, is this the first female superhero? Uh, 1942? No, because Wonder Woman came out before that, I believe. There was there was something about Miss Fury that's the first. Oh, it's Fury. <laughs> it's Fury, yeah. She is Fury. <laughs> oh, you thought I was saying Fury? <laughs> oh my god. No. All right. Uh, uh, Fury. All right, that's enough of the shenanigans. Uh what, what do we need to do here? We're gonna go <clears throat> random comment picker. <coughs> Excuse me. I don't have any books, so I'll I didn't get it ready. Tomorrow, baby. I'll send them to you tomorrow. You'll have them hopefully within like five days. All right, All right well, you know what? Maybe it's time to bring out. Is it? Is it, he's backstage, right? You want to want to pull him up? Want to? Yeah, Matt Damon. Hold on. Yeah, here. Why don't you <clears throat> why don't you put up a little little bumper, and then we'll have him on on the break, and that'll give me a chance to have that awesome Lords of the Longbox production quality as I go grab this comment. <laughs> I didn't even okay. think we would do it. All right. So here's, uh, here's a little musical interlude while you grab it. Musical. <clears throat>
That's impressive. Seamless. DJ Lady style. Uh, <clears throat> so why don't you... Uh, I uh, hope you guys left the comment. We gave you guys time, so uh, click on right. start. Let's see who won some stuff. I promise we'll send them out tomorrow, JB. Mr. Eric Mr. Eric Webb Bailey with Never the comment one out of 11. Congratulations to you, my Hi. friend. As long oh. as you are a subscriber to the channel... Yeah, make sure you subscribe. Yeah, you um, subscribe to the channel. Now I'm and down to negative two subscriptions. I would love to get around the Bird City thing. I was like negative 10 subscriptions. At one point, I was like, how's that even possible? Now I'm at negative two subscriptions. So I guess eight people subbed again. Eight so people came back. Hey, perfect. Eric Webley, if you're on Instagram, uh, you know, reach out to us uh, uh, via Instagram. Hit up JB. Um, I never seen him before, so we shall see. <coughs> I'm losing my way, so let's get up out of here. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Any last words, Laura? I've missed the show. This is like so much fun. So thank you guys for tuning in. It's been Save. fun. Like this is a, this is a fun show. I just I like hanging out with JB. I like that all of you guys hang out with us. It, it's I don't know. It's special to me. So come back next week. Oh, she did it again. Got My it. boy, Jane guy won. What up, cuz? <laughs> All right. You can't beat that, Any last words? Well, I want to thank everybody for joining us. If you're watching on the Rewind and you want to make some suggestions for the Lords of the Longbox bingo card, please make them in the comments of this video. I will be perusing them. I've got so many fantastic comments from the live. Remember, if you rewatch the show, make sure to do it with the... Uh, with the live chat on because our live chat is the best in the business. And, uh, Oh, I, I need a shameless plug of myself. Please go check me out on whatnot. There's $15 off your first purchase in the link in the description. I'm just saying I'm on Instagram. I've got a YouTube channel. And as always, don't forget. We had a, we good, had time. a good time. <laughs> Say one more time, Laura. <clears throat> no, JB Bye. has to do it. JB has to tune in next Tuesday at 6 p.m. and Laura will say it again. If you don't, then she won't ever come back. All right, for uh, Laura, JB, uh, Marty, and Matt Damon, who said he was going to be in there, but you know, I'm giving up on that guy. Fuck him. So, whatever, man. So, until next time, boys and girls, keep digging in them long boxes. Peace out.